This season of Keep Calm and Carry On is sponsored by Act London, the premium natural deodorant balm for all genders. Hello and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On. How are you guys doing out there? How's your Easter holiday going? Have you eaten too many Easter eggs? Oh, I have done a little Easter egg hunt around my garden. I mean, my boys went absolutely mental for it. They just love chocolate and sweets. I don't know how you guys feel out there, but any kids or nephews or nieces that you have. And it's great, isn't it? Now we can be a little bit more social. I mean, not much, but just a little bit. So I hope you guys are having a bit more fun out there than we have been able to recently. So also want to say a big hello and welcome and thank you to our sponsors, Act London. Oh, I don't know if any of you guys have checked them out yet, but they are a natural deodorant balm for all genders created by West End performers, two West End performers. And I promise you, it's amazing. I'm using the orange one again at the moment because I just love the smell. I think it's my favorite. But it's a brilliant product, it's plastic free, and it's worth a little nose. And we have a very, very special discount. Later on in the show, I will tell you much more about them. But welcome and thank you at London for joining us. It's a joy to have you on the show with us. So, up this week, you would have seen her on our screens. Of course, the X Factor, and she blew us all away. This girl has a voice to be reckoned with. We just adore her. She's come on the show today. It's Sam Bailey. Sam, it's so lovely to have you here today. Thank you so much. It's lovely to see your lovely face. And also, I'm so excited to have you here because we've met a couple of times, but we've... We've never actually got the time to chat no, as, you, as you don't until you're doing like a job together. But it's I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure. I'm a little bit starstruck, to be fair. Um, a oh, little shush. teeny weeny weeny <laughs> bit of me wants to be in every show you've ever been in and <laughs> wants to be you um, and would like to be doing what you're doing half the time. But um, oh. yeah, it's... It, it's so nice to finally meet you. I think we've probably walked past each other in corridors or said hello to each other. Yeah, I think I might have had a, have. a bit of a wobble last time I saw you in a corridor and I was like, oh my God. I can't even, I do remember <laughs> that. We were doing some, I think it was some kind of charity event we were doing and I remember, I do remember yeah, seeing, I remember I, here, it was like a lineup of people and you could hear everyone over the tannoy and it was a super exciting evening. But it, it's funny, isn't it? You do these shows with people and, on, on the flip side, people must think we all hang out and we're all sitting in the dressing room. But you're like ships in the night. You literally just cross in the corridor. You go and do your song and yeah. then you, you're gone. And it's, it's, it's mad, isn't it? We're all part of the same show, but ha- sometimes we never And, see and then I go home and go, I go home and go, yeah, so I was working with Kerry Ellis today, you know. Just working with Kerry. <laughs> yeah, me, and, me, and, me and Kel. Me and Kel. We don't even say each other's name when we meet each other. We just go... I just take it. a breath that's but, it that's how well we know each other <laughs> well Sam though after I mean I I obviously know a little bit about you and what you've done but I did a little sneaky bit of research um last week when I was reading up on you okay and I think the the feeling is mutual because I want to talk about lots of things that you've done and some you know incredible things that have happened in your life but we will get to them um but how's lockdown mm-hmm. treating you i mean you're a mum are you homeschooling are you just or are you just sitting in your pub <laughs> well to be fair the pub is kind of a place to hide at the moment <laughs> it's a great place to hide um we use it for discos and 
my youngest is six and she's really struggling with not being at school. She doesn't really mm. understand what's going on. And so I decided a couple of weeks ago when we went into this lockdown that I would do a Zoom, mm -hmm. thank the world for Zoom. Mm -hmm. I have to say Zoom's definitely saved a lot of us over the pandemic. Um, and I decided to contact all the parents that are in the little WhatsApp group and say, look, on Friday, I want to do a little disco um, for all of Miley's class, if you'd like to come along. Now, I used to be a kids entertainer at a holiday park years Brilliant. ago. So I kind of like put loads of balloons in here. We put neon bracelets on and we play games. We I've had a prize every week for the winner and dropped it round oh, and left it on the doorstep. Well, just to explain to people though, your this... pub is, is your outhouse at the end of your garden. It's not actually... <laughs> yes, yeah, so we during the first lockdown, we purchased this before we went into lockdown and it took like 10 weeks for it to come. It was like, oh my gosh, this couldn't come at a better time mm. because... We were going to do this before lockdown happened. And um, the it came in 500 <gasps> slats of wood, this summer house. So um, my husband was out here. Luckily, it was like shirts off time. So I was just sitting in the garden watching, watching <laughs> them do all the work, drinking <laughs> right coffee in the garden. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so it's like a massive um, log cabin. And we had a barmaid. We bought a 65-inch TV. We put Sky in it. And put lots of alcohol in it, and it seems to be the hub of the house at the moment. Oh, how brilliant! And <laughs> but yeah, it's great. But um, you know, lockdown itself is really difficult because my son's not long been diagnosed with autism. He's eleven. Wow! So he's actually going to school because he needs to be in a setting. Otherwise, yeah, he'd do nothing. Yeah. Because I'd struggle to get him to work at home. Um, so he goes three days a week, and my eldest is just found out. Obviously, she's not doing her GCSEs. And she's going to perform in art school in oh, September. Wow. So she she goes to college, so performing arts Which college. Which one is she in, going in to? September. So um, she's going to Addict Darts Academy in Leicester. Brilliant. Um, where I'm from. Uh, she could have gone to all, all these different other places, but I just thought she already goes to that school and the faculty at that school mm. is insane. Like, these are people that have, have literally done West End shows. I, I could literally reel off all these different things that these people have done there's so much talent in the faculty and plus I teach there on Thursdays oh, let's just point that one out that's brilliant though <laughs> so I do like yeah it is good I mean um she wants to go there so she's stressing out she's up in her in her bedroom oh. constantly stressing out GCSE so lockdown and homeschooling's doing okay we're all right we're, we're coping brutal isn't it and what about for you kind of <sighs> Well, I say career-wise, but I mean more creativity-wise. I mean, were you were you doing anything at the time that we got locked down, like the first time, or did you have stuff in the pipeline um, last year? Did you have concerts that were cancelled? I I did. I was supposed to be having my debut in the West End in a musical, um, oh, and no. it didn't kind of happen. I know, ah. um, but there is some exciting news that I can't speak of now, but I have oh, go on, got tell some us really give exciting... Us a, give us a clue. It's like, us a clue. I can't. I will get sh <laughs> I will get shot. Not literally, but I will be in trouble. Um, but maybe I'll tell you afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're nice. But um, honestly, it's... Um, it was... I was supposed to be flying to Nashville. I was supposed to be taking my son to, <clears throat> to VidCon in, New, in, in oh. Los Angeles. Um, I was supposed to be recording in Nashville. I was supposed to be going to Sri Lanka 
oh. um, all to do work. Yeah. I had loads and loads of things that were booked in. And um, it uh, it's not really that that's affected me. Mm-hmm. I think what's affected me the most is I'm, I'm 100 miles an hour. Mm. And then all of a sudden... I don't want any cake, thank you. Miley's trying to bring me cake. Oh. Um, that's another thing. My gosh, oh. I've had way much too cake. Brutal, Loads of it? cake. Too close to the kitchen. I'm just but too close to the kitchen all the time. I know. <laughs> I should put a pair of dumbbells so in front of I the door. Like I've, I know, I know, it's terrible. I've, I've, we've bought a treadmill. It's just a glorified air up at the moment. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Um but I feel like I feel like for for lockdown, what's happened is I've gone a, I've gone from being a hundred mile an hour mm. to stopping. Yeah. And imagine a car that just stops mm. and then everything crashes into it, and that's what it feels yeah. like. It feels like all of a sudden I've stopped and I've just got all this stuff that's just hitting yeah. me. But I think mental health plays a massive, massive part. I suffer from anxiety anyway, but um, you know, mental health is definitely. I just need to get back on the stage and be doing yeah. something. And I don't think many people how know how much it's really affected people that are in this industry. It really, really has. I think you're right. I think we it's don't hot. know what the fallout is yet. And for, for everybody, not just the people yeah. that are on stage and that are, are in this, you know, artistic business, but, but also yeah. the people that go to theatre, that go for that escapism, they go mm-hmm. to music concerts for their escapism, for their kind of meditation if you like and I don't think we've quite we've quite even touched on no. that yet well I, I I set up this thing in March so I was getting up in the morning at like 7 seven thirty in the morning because I've got three dogs as well as three <laughs> children I've got three dogs and I sleep right on the edge of sleep so if I hear the dog going hmm. I know that they need a wee so I know what I'm like when I need a wee and it's not a nice feeling so I feel guilty and, and get up, up. So I was doing this every single day. And so I got on my phone and I started doing Facebook Lives every morning, sitting there looking like Madame Tenardier <laughs> with my dressing gown on, not I caring about putting any makeup on, literally sitting there. And it went from 400 viewers to 600 viewers to 1,100 mm. viewers to 1,900 viewers. So every morning I felt like I had to go live because people were waiting yeah. for me. Then... I decided to sh- set up a group called the Bailey's Cuppa Group that. on Facebook. And it's now got almost 8,000 <gasps> members. Wow. And they, and I've gone, f- I do a live every single day from my house, whatever we're doing, whether it be with the kids. These people know everything about my life. Wow. Um, and I have a coffee with them every 8, morning. 8,000 people, but, um, having a coffee with 8,000 people every day. I mean, that's mental. Well, it's not 8,000 <laughs> 8, people that watch it, but what it is is this group has actually been set up for people that, you know, need something to mm, focus on. Yeah. And it's it's actually saved quite a few people because everybody that's on there has been supporting each other. But I also do a free gig on a weekend. I love that. So I go up in my loft... And I do a live in the loft. Oh, with that's Bailey. amazing! And I go up that's, and sing every single that's weekend. So good. And and for so, you as well. I mean, to to have that moment where you you have that performance outlet like once a week, just to sing oh, and and have that release must be joyous. It's so nice. I mean, I I always say to the audience, it's so nice to have people watching. I mean, I I peaked at one point nine thousand oh, last wow. night. Um, so I had one point nine thousand people watch it, but 
over the space of a day, I think nearly 85,000 people have watched that live. That's amazing. So I I get a lot of people that will go back and watch it or they'll share it. Or what they do is I'll say on the Monday, put on the group, what songs do you want me to sing? I sang Manic Monday last night. I sang Broken Wings. I love that song. I'm... I'm kind of like you. I sing all the yeah. rock stuff. So I love to sing sort of like, um, last night they had me singing um, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Favourite, it's my audition song. So Classic I'm like, audition song. Croaky, croaky <laughs> voice, giving it some welly. Ended with And I'm oh Telling God. You. Um, but if, if I, anyone's peed me off in the week, like a mm. troll or someone said something, when I sing that song, I, they get my screwed up face <laughs> as if to go, I ain't going nowhere. Though. And that's, and but I, I get it all out. You need that release, out. don't you? You need so, that kind of output. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I do. That's 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 what the live in the loft is for, is being able to, you know, for other people as well, they say, oh, I've just lost my yes. sister and this was her favourite song. Can you sing this? But I get probably five or 600 requests on a list, on a comment thing, and I have to go through them and sort of say, well, I've not done that one before because yeah. most people tend to ask for the same yeah, songs yeah, all the yeah. time. I, I did, I, I do all sorts of different songs. I did, actually, I did Only the Good Die Young oh, yesterday. Yay. And I, I tell my students, if you want to know how that song sang, <laughs> go online and watch Kerry Ellis oh. sing that song on YouTube. I do actually say oh, that to people because... Um, I'm I'm a big believer in you know people actually s- selling a song rather than just yeah. singing it and believe me you you oh, can sell you. it it's amazing. thank you well, well I'm going to be tuning in that's it me on Friday I'm going to be live <laughs> in the loft with you can't wait well it's it's um it's if you go on Facebook you can see it um you can see how many lives I I do I do absolutely loads I did one in the park today with with Miley and we were on a zip wire and. I've learned that don't ever mount a child on a zip wire facing you because her leg just came right up oh. in my face and she completely covered my face with mud, my coat, everything. But she was laughing that much and I peed a little bit, she peed a little bit and we had to go home. It was really funny. I love that. It was so much I fun. I love that the lockdown is just mud, mud though, isn't it? Because everyone is going on that many muddy walks because there's nothing else to do. It's yeah. just full of mud. Yeah. Uh, well, I came home covered in mud, and I just said to the said, "Give me the dog. I'm taking the dog it's out for a walk, because uh, we have to take them separately because they're three different sizes." So I had to take <laughs> Willow out as chocolate Labrador over the park, and I was already covered in mud all over my face. People were giving me some really uh, funny looks, brilliant. but yeah, it was I good fun. That. So you, so in, so lockdown's <laughs> been pretty interesting for you then. Never, never a dull moment in your house. No, we we bake, we mm. we cook. Have you ever tried? Hula hoop cottage pie? I haven't. <laughs> no. If you're you're not a vegetarian, are you vegetarian? Well, yeah, I I eat a bit of fish now, but yeah. But my they my kids and my husband is aren't, so we make all sorts you in just, this house. Just, like, cottage pie is shepherd's pie, yeah, right? With the beef. Yeah. You just crunch some hula hoops on the top I before love you that. put it in the oven. Trust me. I love that will, idea. You will, you will th- you won't, you won't thank me, but the kids and husband might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. So I want to take, I want to go back to, to like early times for you and, and where it, where your inspiration, where your kind of singing started. Cause there's, mm-hmm. you know, people know a bit of your journey and I, th- I guess because once 
once you were launched on the television and once X Factor happened, you know, everybody just thought, right, police officer, boom, X Factor singer, now you're a singer. But I mean, I was having a little read up and, and actually you did quite a lot of theatre and performances, didn't you, before that? And singing was in your life, very much so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I sang mainly in clubs and pubs. You know, the whole reason I went on the X Factor, if I'm completely honest, was I was at a social club and I saw a poster of a girl and she said her name, whatever her name was, and then behind it, it was a bracket and it said, as seen on X Factor. And I thought, she's getting an extra 50 quid than me yeah. because she's got in brackets, as seen on X Factor. Yeah. Like literally two seconds, she was seen on X Factor. Yeah. But she's getting more money because she was seen on mm-hmm. X Factor. And I thought, if I go on the X Factor and I get a like one minute of airtime, I can have, as seen on X Factor, Sam Bailey, and I can get an extra 50 quid. And I wanted an extension on my house. So I never thought I'd win it. but And get your extension. I did. And I, and I always tell people, you know, I wanted an extra toilet. So now I've got two. So when people come round, I go like, which toilet do you want to use? Brilliant. Up or down? Brilliant. You know, you know, astro turf in my garden, hot water tap in my kitchen. I Happy days. It. I love it. So so who, where did the singing come from then originally? Was it, were, you, were you in a kind of musical family or did you just love to um, sing? Well, I've played the drums since I was six. So my dad was a drummer and we had a lot of musical instruments in our house. Mm. Um, we we come from a musical family. My granddad was a singer. They used to call him the singing window cleaner. I love that. So he used to be a window cleaner and he used to sing on the job. So he was known in the area in, um, in Bromley as being the Brilliant. singing window cleaner. I love that. And, um, but me, myself, I wanted to be a footballer. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. I was a professional footballer when I was 14. I was playing for Millwall at 14. I played for Cholton, QPR, Crystal Palace, West Ham, London Women, Leicester City. Um, I never wanted to go into the profession that I was going into, but I knew I could sing. Um, And then I got the opportunity to go to a performing arts school. And I say it was a performing arts school. It was a council run, you know, those colleges that are in the local area kind of thing. There was like eight of us on the course. Mm. I didn't feel like I was getting anything from it because it was basically a bird course, as they say on Greece, where you just only had to turn up and yeah. you fly right through it. Yeah. Same sort of thing. It was like exactly that. So I left there and I became I became a blue coat. Um, which is 19. training. It is training in itself, isn't it? I mean, 100%. that is that is. So tough. I was on the stage. I was on the stage like every day performing. Um, the entertainment manager gave me the opportunity to go and do a couple of songs every now and again. Amazing. Um, and that's that's kind of where I learned, you know, how much I love kids and how much I love performing and being on stage really was doing that. But I used to, before that, I was a support act at Lakeside Country Clubs at, at Bob Potter's place. <sighs> so... You know my connection I, with Potter's then, do you? Do you know my connection yeah, with Potter's? Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> As in, as in Lakeside Country Club in Friendly Green. Not that one, but uh, I worked at Potter's in, in Yarmouth. I, I mean, I assume they're so the same kind of. I assume it's the same yeah. family. But again, I did, I did similar things. I, I worked for them, which was basically blue coating during the day and then singing at night time. When I like between college, I was doing that in the summer seasons, in the Christmas. And what year was it? What year? Because oh I was, God. I was a blue coat at 
I was at a Pakefield in 1998. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, it'd be before that. It would have been, because I went to college in 95, so or 96 I went to college. So it would have been kind of pre, so maybe 94. Yeah, so my, my auntie live in, lives in Corton, right near Hopton. It's right near Hopton. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, w- I was at Pakefield for two seasons at Pontins at, at, wow. at, yeah, at Pakefield. down the road. So it's your graft, isn't it? It That's is. That's what I always say to people. It's really good to get that under your belt. I also think you can learn how to communicate with people. You can learn how to speak to all sorts of people from all different areas. And and it's a real, it's a real grounding, I think. And and you really get to kind of practice your craft. And it's a, it's. Yeah. And then I went from there straight to working on a cruise ship Ah, in 1999. Again, is another form of training. Exactly. The first month of being on that ship. I got employee of the month because of how much I interacted with the audience, mm. but because it was ingrained in yeah, me, yeah. being a blue coat, yeah. it was natural. We didn't have to go and sit with the guests when we weren't sitting with the guests. It's just that I chose to because it was ingrained to me mm. to know about people and learn about people. Mm. So I've always had that sort of communication with guests, passengers, yeah. and people in general, I guess. So so then where did, where I guess, going to be... Um, you know, like working in the prison and being an officer, yeah. that must have been a pretty big gear changing because you were kind of on this creative path to, you know, you were yeah. singing, you were being, you were performing, you were interacting, cruise ships, you know, kind of like the the one path to go into the industry. And then yeah. how did that happen then? So I did cruising from 1990, 1999 to 2000. So, and I finished at the end of 2000. And I came home and then I joined a band that were based in Leicester. Right. And I was in that band for nine years. So we were traveling all over the UK. We went to Dubai. We went to Spain. We performed like everywhere. everywhere. Um, and I impersonated Celine Dion. That was my job in wow. the show. Um, so yeah, but I hated it because he kept on saying to me, you've got to talk. And I'm like, I can't talk yes. like Celine Dion. Yeah. It's really hard. She's French Canadian. <laughs> can't, why can't she be Cockney? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't like it. Um, so I'd come out and sing the songs and we, we had a female impersonator in the show. He was amazing. And it was such a massive success. But I'd had one child already and then I was pregnant with my son. And I just thought, you know what? I fancy going on my own. Um, so my husband bought me a PA and I started going out as a solo performer around the pubs and clubs. And people were booking me left, right and centre um, because they knew me from the Tony Carnegie show that mm. I was in. And I was getting so many bookings. And then the smoking ban hit. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. We had the smoking and it made it, it was so detrimental to the, the clubs yeah. because people weren't going out. They weren't. Because yeah. they wanted to be able to smoke. Yeah. So at clubs were sort of like um, closing down mm. or stopping to have not having acts anymore yeah. and having a disco. Um, so I just thought, you know what, I can't have things being cancelled on me mm. anymore i just can't do when it you have I the family want... of you know you have a, a yeah the way so i had family. a baby son so my neighbor over the road was a prison officer and he used to come home most days with blood on his shirt and i used to find it quite exciting <laughs> that he had blood on his shirt i mean you can take the girl out of the council state but you can't take the council state out of the girl 
you know, I loved a good tear up when I was a kid. Or witnessing tear ups. And me and my brothers used to sit with a bag of watsits and a pack of Rolos on the end of Tabard Street on the old Kent Road and watch the fights as Millwall game ended. Trust me, this is a true story. So I was like, oh my God, I think this would be really good for me. I'd love it. And he said, you can apply. Like, you know, you do a test online, then you do something else, and then you have to go and do a test at the centre. Then you have to do a fitness test. Then you have to do another test where there's actors and you have to deal with situations. And it took a good few months to get in. Yeah, It was not an easy process. It really isn't. It's very hard. You have to have your wits about mm. you. You've got to be quite assertive. But that first day that I walked into that prison service, I wanted to curl up into a little ball <gasps> and have someone carry me out because it's frightening. Yeah. But as soon as you get in, they're, they're on you. They're like new meat. Mm. We're going to try and antagonise them mm -hmm. as much as it's possible. It's entertaining for them. you've just got to... Yeah, because it's like, oh, let's see if we can push her to, you know, if she's going to stay, this yeah, one will go. Yeah. They won't be able to handle it. Yeah. And you've got to be really assertive. Now, I wasn't the best prison, prison officer in the world, but I loved my job. And it, it, it's one of the hardest jobs I've ever done. But it really helped me when it came to the X Factor because you have to be so thick-skinned mm, to be a prison officer. resilient, yeah. And then, as, like you probably know, as soon as you hit that pub, public eye... You again have to have a, a relatively quite a thick skin mm. because you got trolls, you got people saying that you're no good or you're mm. too fat, you're too ugly, and all this. So you get people saying stuff to you. So it really helped. And you know, I I, I am thick skinned and I can take it. So I was I was all right. So yeah, I enjoyed my job though. It was good being a prison officer. I loved it. This episode of Keep Calm and Carry On is sponsored by ACT London. ACT is the natural deodorant that really does work with gorgeous fragrances, stunning plastic-free packaging and unrivaled performance at its core. Their slogan is Born to Perform, not only because it works, but because the brand was created by two West End performers, Ed Curry and Andy Coxon. The guys simply couldn't find a deodorant that worked for eight shows a week under those hot lights in those same costumes. Ah, oh, I certainly know what that feels like. ACT is now the winner of Harper's Bazaar's Best Deodorant Beauty Award and has been named the number one deodorant by Vogue, Esquire and Pop Sugar. I've been using it myself and honestly, I love it. If you like the sound of ACT, the boys have given me an exclusive code to share with you. Keep Calm 20 for 20% off at actlondon.com. That's A-K-T-London.com. Thanks, boys. We go to the X Factor because it, it's such a... The thing about a show like that is, it is, you know, you're going about your day-to-day -day life and yes, you've done a bit of entertainment and you've you know you've you've done the pubs and clubs you've done you know you've done various jobs but suddenly yeah you're in people's living rooms every Saturday night you're you're suddenly launched into being a familiar face to everybody and that mm -hmm. is massive and that's a that's a big thing to deal with on all levels and I speak I've spoken to a lot of um in my in the last season actually a lot of celebrities that have been on the telly various uh you know tv programs and had various careers but then suddenly they go on strictly and suddenly they're just launched again and they have this inc yeah. incredible exciting time and then they come out of it and that is yeah. very dramatic and very difficult to deal with i mean yeah. i don't want to dwell on it too much but how was how was the experience for you i mean that's quite a that's quite a big question i guess but 
Um, it was a bit of a blur. If I could go back and do it again, I, I've just had conversations with Rebecca Vardy because um, she's a friend of mine and obviously she's on Dancing on Ice yeah, at the moment. Yeah. And I just gave her the advice of soak it up. Take everything in and enjoy it. Mm. Because if I could go back and do what I did again, I would have taken more from it. Yeah. I would have remembered more. I would have took more pictures. Mm. I would have took more videos. I would have made sure I had my phone in my pocket when Elton John asked me to his dressing room. <laughs> I would have... Do you know what I mean? There's all these things that I just wish that I could have done. and But at the same time as well, if, if I could, I'd go back and fix every single performance because that's one of the good things that singers have is the ability to be able to self-critique and mm. if I could go back and, and look at every performance that I ever did I'd go back and fix it because I think I'm a damn sight better singer now than I was when I was on the show there's a lot of pressure you know, though isn't there there's a lot of it's it's very fast it's very it's and there is a lot of expectation especially when you yeah, can have 100%. a voice like you do and that that was very that was very apparent very early on. You had this big voice, it delivered. And then suddenly you get labelled as, you've got to deliver these big songs and you've got to consistently bang out this big song, yeah. you know, night after night. And that is a lot of pressure. I so know. to just, and it, like you say, to go back and say, I'd enjoy every minute. Yes, that's amazing. And I think there's lots of us that would do that in various jobs and, and moments. But in at the time, you're so focused on just doing that one song at that one point and, so much pressure that you don't even have time to think about oh I should just have even a mental snapshot of this moment because this is yeah. this is massive you don't There's think so like many that. snapshots that I would love to have taken but mm. my mind was elsewhere I, I remember being in the wings and just holding my mic and looking down and and just sort of thinking to myself come on you got this you've got this you don't lose it because I don't know about you, but the more I think about I'm going to screw the lyrics up, yes. the more I actually do yes. screw, screw the lyrics up. So you try oh, to dear. sort of focus on something else. Like, oh, that lady's got a really nice dress on or, oh, I like her hair because the words will flow they out of will. your mouth without you even thinking yes, about it. Yeah. I was quite lucky on the show because because I've been singing on the circuit for so long, there was a lot of songs that I kind of knew yeah. or I'd sang before. So I didn't have that pressure, but... Um, I, I do remember that as soon as I came off stage, my adrenaline would be through, through my body roof. that I wouldn't get to sleep until... Mm. I think it goes with any show that you do, yep. like any musical that you do. You can't kind of like relax your body until you a couple down. of hours after mm -hmm. you've done a show because you're just so full of adrenaline. Mm. But it, it when I look back on The X Factor and the amount of things that I saw and achieved and, you know... I think it's really set me up, you know. I never wanted to go on the show to be famous. That's not what I wanted, you know, mm. but that comes with the with the show. I went on the show Exposure, to get a yeah. better life for my family and to have a new kitchen, which was my main thing, <laughs> God's honest truth. I wanted yeah. my extension. And then I ended up with another kid. So <laughs> work that one out. <laughs> I mean it, it did lead to so much I mean it did open lots and lots not, mm, not only that you massively. got to kind of sing with incredible people I mean I, I, I read that you supported Beyonce as well at her UK date did that happen? well this is the funny th this is the funny thing I did do it but on the show they said it came up on the screen it was all filmed 
there would be me, Nikki, and Luke that stood there, and they said, we've got a surprise for you. And then the screen come up, it goes, hi, it's Beyonce here. Um, just wanted to let you know that this year, the winner of the X Factor is going to be supporting me on my UK leg oh my of God. my Mrs. Carter tour. And I was like, wow. But I didn't think, for, I just imagined Nikki and Luke doing that. I didn't really see myself <laughs> doing it. It was really weird. I was like, oh my God, they're going to be amazing. That was the first thing that went to my head. But then after the show had finished, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be supporting Beyonce. Like, But it was like UK leg. So I thought, okay, so I'm going to be doing quite a few venues. But it was one. And they put me in a porter cabin in... <laughs> now, if, I don't know if you've been to the O2, because I think it was yeah. the O2. Yeah, it was the O2. Where all of the trucks park at the back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? That's where they put me. So I was out oh. there in the truck car park. I wasn't allowed to come into the the staff eating area. I wasn't allowed. <gasps> it was the Americans versus me. I was in this little porter cabin, oh, no. but I was I was I was really deflated because I'm. A, it, my house is full of merch and memorabilia for different things, and mm -hmm. it's just got shirts everywhere, discs, all like that I've purchased over the years. It's become a thing. All I wanted was summit like a t-shirt thanks sam for supporting me on my uk leg of the tour blah 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 yeah. love beyonce i wouldn't have even bothered if somebody else had signed it for her <laughs> i wouldn't have cared yeah as long as you didn't tell me that but it wouldn't have bothered me i, I wasn't bothered about meeting beyonce mm. i was just like mm -hmm. give me your hat let me have your sock give me yeah, a shoe let me have a moment give, give me a yeah just, a, a, just let yeah. me have a just something that i can frame to say that i did that you know <laughs> Just yeah, something, yeah. you know. Craig hates it. He's like, Sam, we've got no more wall space. You need to stop this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, in future, if I do something, I'm just going to treat myself to a Gucci bag or something. That'll do instead. Yeah, It'll you make should. Feel you so, should. Much so, did you not get anything? Did, did, was there nothing? Did no, nothing, nothing. materialise? And I, oh, I didn't even get. To, I didn't even get to meet her either. But I basically, oh. I can say that I supported Beyonce. But in my eyes, I just, I just. It was brilliant because it was standing in the front section, mm. like the whole of the bottom section was standing. So there was over 24,000 people there. It was insane. And they all That's knew amazing. who I was. And it was just yeah. insane. I loved every second of it. It was so much fun. I was so nervous. And then we got to go and sit right around the B stage in the VIP area and watch um, Beyonce do her bit. And my son was sat Amazing. on his iPad like this the whole time she was on. She was literally um, a metre away from us. He's like five, playing Mario Kart, and just looks up. Not bothered. And goes, yeah. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Just looks back down again yeah. and carries on. And I thought, yeah, that's how he feels about you, Beyonce. I love <laughs> Didn't that. want to meet you anyway. But, but she probably it, didn't mean, even know I was there. She probably didn't even yeah. know. She had that much of an entourage. She probably wasn't even told I was there. So I don't hold her against it. But if no. anyone from Beyonce's teams ever listening to this, can I have her left shoe? <laughs> Send, so me Send me something. Send me something. Just a t-shirt. You have had it's some. Fine. You have duetted though with some with some cracking people. I mean, you did. Mm. Is it Michael Bolton, Nicole Scherzinger? Oh I mean, you've done some corkers. Yeah. No, I mean, does that not? Do you not have those moments? We've got to do one. We've, We've definitely we got to, to sing together. I would, 
Love that. I would love that. Yeah. We would have to work. We'll, we'll sort that out. When we get out of this nonsense, we'll definitely sort that oh, out. Oh, no, we need to. Um, so the Michael Bolton thing, I've been a Michael Bolton fan since I had a mini-dish player in the back of the van on the way to gigs. Ooh, way beyond that. that before. Love. Mini-dish, what were they about? I know. Mini-dish, what I had a mini di- the, I had a mini-dish they with are? all of his songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I had all his songs on mini disc in the back of the car, in the back of the van on the way to gigs. And when I did the show, the girl that came off the show first week, a bird called Lorna, she went to GAY to perform. So the, the, there was a deal with GAY that whoever got voted off the show would perform on the yeah, following on the Saturday, Saturday at GAY. So Lorna gets chucked off the show, voted out first week, the following week, I see on the Instagram, vid and Twitter, pictures of her duetting with Michael Bolton. Now, I was fuming. I was absolutely livid because I was like, if I'd have known that furious. was going to happen, I would have left. I was furious. So I, was like, <laughs> I would have left the show. I would have sang really badly so that I could just leave and go and do <laughs> just that. To get I that. Have, yeah. I would have, just to get that. Well, I'm, I put a thing out on Twitter saying I'm absolutely gutted. And then he started following me and he sort of gave me advice every single week. And then he, wow. the um, X Factor tricked me um, and told me that he couldn't come over to see the show because he was out of the country. And then surprised me by having him turn up at the house. And then he kind oh of come, became my secret mentor. And then my, when I won, my management said um, he'd love to record something on your album. Um, ain't no mountain put it on there I was like happy days um, so I've Amazing. recorded about three songs with him now and then um, I've just done his um, 50th anniversary um, concert at the um, London Palladium which was just oh. the year before lockdown and it was it with the BBC orchestra so oh, it was insane wonderful. I know, that's, that's, that's a snapshot moment, that is. And I'm the only person in the world that can call him the Boltmeister and get away with it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love, but you, you've done some amazing... You, you, I mean, your music, your solo music has done brilliantly well. I mean, you had a, you had a, yeah. a Christmas number one. You've had a uh, number one album. I mean, that's, that's, that's big stuff, you know. That's, that's I know. huge. I mean, do you... Um, do you do you still chase that now because you've had it or is it, do you, do you um, kind of just have it at the moment in time and go, well, what will be next will be? Yeah, I think, I think at the minute, I mean, I have spoken about the potential of me doing um, a rock album, like a rock covers album, but doing um, male rock vocal songs. Mm-hmm. So like your Totos and your Super Tramps and your Phil Collins, but do, having them taken up a, cu- nice. a key or two. Um, but then yeah. on tour, getting behind a kit as well. So, um, and having two drum kits set up Amazing. on the stage and I play guitar Brilliant. as well. Um, so I think it's just, you know, getting heads together. But mm. you know as well as I do, I th- you need a bit of money behind touring and it's like, it's tough at the minute to get good musicians all together and, mm-hmm. and all want the same thing. And, you know, yes. you can come across musicians that are in it just for themselves. And I think if you all yes. know you're on, you're on to a good thing, then it will, it will work. And yeah. I've got quite a good following at the moment. And I've just, as long as I keep that going, I reckon in a good couple of years, I could probably get away with doing that tour. But I'd like to, 
I'd like to do a, a rock album, a rock covers album that's kind of an inspirational album yeah. for my dad and his kind of music. Oh, I and love that. Kind of like, yeah, it'd be cool, I think. No, no maybe that's our duet on your rock album. I mean, that, <laughs> that might be Yeah, good. as long as we can get Brian involved. <laughs> yeah, of course. We'd have to give him a call. <laughs> I am so jealous of you because of that. You have no idea. I went to see them in concert when I was eight years oh, old wow. in, Lund- in Wembley. So it's a kind of magic. My dad's a massive, massive Queen fan. And, <sighs> and like, I always say it, I was saying, Carrie Ellis, like, literally... She's sat next to Brian, and, and I've met Brian a couple of times. I met him um, at um, Ozzy Osbourne's concert at Wembley, but I was too shy to even go up. I just sort of waved from oh. afar like a stupid person. You know, so <clears throat> I, I get really silly when I meet people, and I, I want to go up to him and be really cool and say, hi, I'm a really fan of your music. I went up to Jason Donovan. Okay. Oh, I love Jason. Jason Donovan. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. In my head, I had... The words, and that was, Jason, I'm a massive fan, loved you, you know, in Neighbours, went to see you in this show, massive fan, congratulations, so nice to meet you, mate. What did I do? Went straight up to him and went, especially for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he sort of looked at me as if to go, I love that. That, was, that, that, was, that, was, that was really nice. And I went, I have no idea what that, and then I walked off going, suddenly you're hearing me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I just can't oh. help it. I just become really silly when I when I meet someone that I really really want that to meet. That means something, and yeah. Brian, mate, it does mean a lot to me to to even you know I've messaged Brian a couple of times, but he just keeps ignoring my calls. He probably thinks I'm a, a stalker, <laughs> but just messaged him on Twitter and gone, oh my god, I'd I'd love to work with him. I'm 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 from a rock family. My yeah. um, and Brian May will probably know that um, know this particular band. But my godfather was the was the manager of a rock band called Budgie. Right. So okay. and they and Brian will know who Budgie are. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the most unestablished, famously unestablished rock band of the seventies, and they were on the circuit just like everyone else. And and my dad used to dep for Budgie on oh, the odd wow. occasion. So I was kind of brought up in that era. So to be talking to one, someone that knows Brian, that's got his number <laughs> on his phone, not being a stalker or anything, but it kind of freaks me out a little well, bit. Well, we, may, we not, need to make that I'm happen, saying. don't we? We need to, we need to, we and you need something to... together. That's what we need to do. Definitely. Yeah, or... absolutely. I'd love it. I'd love it. It'd be great. I so, promise I'll behave. I won't be a stalker or anything. No, that's the best <laughs> way, isn't it, when people get giddy? I'll I mean, just, how brilliant. I'll how just, brilliant. I, I, it hurts my cheeks when I even think about meeting someone like that because I have so much ad, ad, admiration, admiration for that yeah, person. And yeah. I think that's what I'm overcome with, you know. it's that's not brilliant. That's I what want, it's all about. I want to cut off a bit of your hair and keep it in a box. It's nothing like that. It's just that I just... I've grown up, it's like Phil Collins. I'm a big Phil Collins fan. And I've mm. recently, over lockdown, I've been working for his charity. So he knows about me because I've been working yeah. for the Little Dreams Foundation. So for his charity, for him and his now ex-missus. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, as, he's another one. I'm a massive Genesis fan. I had tickets to go and see him in concert. So, yeah, rocks in my blood. Definitely. Yeah, and it's great to perform as well. There's nothing like performing a good rock song. Um, but a little curveball. So you, you, you've done a few musicals as well. You're not a stranger to a musical. <laughs> was was that a um, was that a conscious decision to suddenly 
do a few shows or was it opportunity that you know the phone ring in or because it's a very different thing isn't it a musical to doing your mm. own concerts and doing music so it's a different it's a different discipline and how did you I find I've, I've, that I've always wanted to add strings to my bow I've, mm. I, I don't want to be a one-trick pony I've never wanted to be a one-trick pony if I could sing I wanted to be able to do something else so that if my voice ever gave way I could do yeah. something else or yeah you know or if if i if I couldn't walk anymore, I could still do radio. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, I've always absolutely. wanted to add string to my bow. And um, it came about um, through my agent and he sort of said that, you know, uh, they want to see you, but I'm an ex-prison officer. So I knew that it would be a really good gimmick. And that's probably one of the reasons they wanted to see me because I'm an ex-prison officer playing a prison officer in Chicago. So it was like, right, okay, I need to give this a go. And I went to the audition. I was very bad. And then they worked with me. It's the first time I'd auditioned for a major show. Mm. So I was really, really sort of quite scared and, and nervous. And and then I got, the, I got the gig. And I remember the first day of rehearsals turning up and seeing everyone. And I went downstairs into the toilets and looked up and saw a little small window and actually really thought <laughs> about out climbing out. <gasps> no, really? I, 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 I sat on the toilet thinking, can I tell them I've got, what long-term illness <laughs> can I say that I've got to get out of it? Because I'd really had second thoughts and I, I was so frightened and I went upstairs and, um, and everything was fine. Everyone was really supportive, Aww. but I did have a thought where I just thought, I don't think I can do this. So I learned by chucking myself in at That's the deep it. end that I could actually do yeah. it. So and you went on to do other shows. You 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 know you did other uh, Fat Friends, Vampires Rock, um, Sing My Heart yeah. Out. You 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 proper did it. I mean, you proper tread the boards. I did, yeah. So the Sing My Heart Out was my tour. So it was my second tour. Um, the Vampires Rock was a really fun show that was basically me singing rock rock music with vampire teeth Brilliant. in. And there was a what little bit of want? story to it. But, <laughs> oh, my God, it was packed out every night for that show. Fat Friends was one of my absolute favourites to and do. And what a I got great cast. You had with, such a cracking cast. Oh, my gosh. It, I learned so much from people. Jodie Prenger was like gorgeous. my mentor she's in that show. She's gorgeous, insane. Yeah. And she's a Trojan as well. Like she, is. she never had a day yeah, off. She is. I had five weeks off because I had Australian flu, Aussie flu. I had. <laughs> I was whatever that is. I had five weeks wow. off. I had no falsetto range to my voice, and most of the songs were in falsetto mm. range, really soft, tender song songs, and and I'd lost it completely, and it took took it out of me. I, it took me a five weeks to get my voice back. Um, and it was it was a scary time, but I loved being in that show. Freddie Flintoff. Oh, I love Freddie Flintoff. It was such a laugh. It was really good fun. I I did have a giggle. It was really oh, good. Oh, it's brilliant. So I mean, what's I, I mean? We don't know because we don't know what's happening. But is there? You said there's something exciting coming, and it, like, what's what's coming up for you? Is there are there, are there the um, the dates that were cancelled before? Are they going to be rescheduled, or are you just um, holding fire? No. I'm I'm just literally now just waiting for this to start yeah. if it starts, yeah. um, and this is going to be for a year, so it's exciting, oh, very exciting. That's I can't I can't say what it is. It's all going to be announced next month. Amazing. I'm told. 
so it's it's very exciting and I, I it's so hard for me to keep a secret I, I bet, have to just put my fist in my mouth no or try absolutely to, um, well it'll be worth the wait I'm sure oh, it'll, be, it'll be amazing <laughs> it'll be incredible I, I can't wait so I, I mean again Sam I could talk to you for ages but a couple of little things before I let you go is there is there a moment that's been that's been tougher than all the rest like a real a time you've had like a low point where you've had to just drag yourself up and get yourself out of it um I would say probably one of my lowest points was after being on the x factor um my husband took a bit of a low point because it was such a life-changing thing for me to do to Mm -hmm. go from just being his wife to all of a sudden being wanted everywhere and I didn't get to see him and he took a bit of a nosedive and it was so Mm -hmm. scary watching him mentally go that way um like down the depression route and we we had to pick each other up and I almost had to convince him that it was going to be we had to go through the clouds to get to the to the nice blue skies you know and it was like it was a tough time because it's to transition from just being a normal, you know, mum that works 12-hour shifts in a prison to all of a sudden coming out the other side, counselling my job as a prison officer and then coming out of, of the house once I'd won to not even being able to go to a shop. Mm. I mean, the, the day, the week I came off the show, um, Craig, my husband, had done all our Christmas shopping. He'd done all of the kids' Christmas shopping. He'd done it all. He said, but we've got no food. And I said, well, let's go shopping then. He was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, let's go shopping. This was Christmas Eve. And this is when I knew my life was going to change because Mm -hmm. we went to Tesco's and it took me almost four hours to get round it because down every single aisle I had a meet and greet and people wanted to have photos. I couldn't go anywhere. And it was just, what am I doing? What, what? what have I got myself into? And because Mm. you're in such a bubble on the show, that transition to all of a sudden being able to go down the post office, I signed 300 odd book bags at my daughter's Mm. school, you know, going to school, literally mobbed me in the playgrounds. And yeah, it's fine now, but there was a moment where we just thought, what have we done? Because we can't, go anywhere we're now prisoners and we won't be able to do anything so I just started going everywhere and getting used to it so mm-hmm. that eventually people would just see me and go all right Sam and I go all right, all right. it's so, interesting you say that actually though because a lot of people talk about you know their experience and and their um you know uh rise into the public eye or whatever yeah. but they don't often talk about the effect it has on their family and if you are married and if you do have that unit he was worried how... he was worried that I would like find a better glamour of life because he was staying at home with the kids and I yeah. always look back on that and think oh my god he'd done that for me like he stayed at home and looked after the kids and let me fulfill my dreams and now I'm off jet setting he can't come mm. with me because he's at home with the kids with the kids so you yeah. can imagine but I was blinkered to this and then it sort of hit me that it was really affecting him so I was yeah. like I need to do something about this. But it got better once I'd left Sony because when I was with the record label, I was with them for a full year and I was, people say, oh, Sam Bailey dropped by the label. I was so relieved because I could could work when I wanted to work. Mm. Kerry, I worked, I was literally heavily pregnant. I got into a car, went down to as far as Bedford in the car 
and kept on going into labour at 28, 29 weeks. Mm. And I was finishing my second Christmas album with Sony. And wow. I had to ring them and say, I'm going into labour again. I'm going to have to go home. So they brought the studio to Leicester weeks later, <gasps> found a studio, sorted it all out. 39 weeks pregnant I am now in a recording studio singing with you from Ghost. Oh, my God. My, my yes. I was 39 weeks pregnant. My belly was touching the mic stand, That's how, but I was rocking. You know when you rock? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. rocking from side to side. <laughs> the mummy rock. My low, lower back was absolutely <laughs> killing me. I was stood up on my feet for about five hours recording this song in the studio in Leicester. I came home that night. I'm still with the label, only just. Um, still with the label. And I came back that night and sat on one of those big balls in my front room, mm. bounced on it for about an hour, went to bed, waters broke, had Miley the next day. And I vowed then that when my time was up, even if they'd have said, we're gonna, we want to keep you on, I would have said no, because I wanted to be able to t say when I worked. It's I on wanted, your terms, it's, yeah. I, I, if I want to say, I'm going to go away for a week with the, you know, we're, we're having the family it's we're down going. to me so I was mm. really really pleased and so many people said to me how did it feel when you got dropped by the label and I was like I was set free they were great mm. to me don't get me wrong they were great when I was with them and I, I got so much out of it but I set up my own label whilst I was doing Chicago I was in a studio with Ad uh, Ben Adams recording my album he's fantastic isn't he he's brilliant yeah and um i went over to la and recorded um with steve dorf um the, mm. the amazing steve dorf recorded with him as well done my album released it it got into the top 20 of the uk charts for um p for personal labels and stuff um and and I did, and it got into the top, I think it was in the top 30 of the UK charts. Not wow. many artists can still do that. And mm -mm. I was quite happy with that because mm. that album sold more when I did the Sing My Heart Out tour because I, mm. I literally put bums on seats. And I'm so proud of, of and thankful that I did that because me and my husband are now as close as ever. And it, I feel like if I'd have been with my label as long as I was, they don't care about... You no, know, how they they don't they don't they just and the money. irony money's time is money so you actually can't do you need that support without that support you can't do all the other things you have to have a supportive unit behind you because yeah. otherwise things just don't work so I guess I you know on the other end of the spectrum is there something that like a high a highlight I'm sure there's been many but is there a moment that kind of stands out that's you know that's memorable than more than the rest oh gosh um i would probably say opening up the ntas is probably one of my highlights i absolutely love doing that mm. I, and the fact that i got to do that i i you know and being at the royal albert hall i sang with engelbert humperdinck at the royal albert hall um, oh that's on his, amazing on place, tour. It? Uh, oh, it's just insane and 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 i, and I literally I want to keep doing that. So mm. longevity is key for me. And however yeah. I make that happen is is great, you know. The journey, isn't it? It's it the is. journey, not 100%. the sprint. So before I let Sam go, we have to ask her one final question that I ask all my special guests. If you could look back on your 20-year-old self and give yourself a piece of advice that you've been given or you would give yourself, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on? Um, I, I would say... I would say probably to look after your own money. Make sure you've got 
money you, that you know what you're doing with your money because I as a, from a performer's point of view I have I felt like especially when I was like first starting out with the X Factor and stuff I feel like I was taken advantage of where people was you know get, getting more out of me and earning more than I was out of me if that makes sense mm. so I'd say to anyone that's going into into this profession look after your own money know what's going on behind the scenes don't just rely on other people to do it because there are some snakes out there. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's a great piece of advice. And I'm sure lots of people are going to identify and loved what you've shared today. And thank you so much. <laughs> no, it's been so pleasure. lovely. Aww. And, uh, you know, good luck with your surprise thing. I can't wait to find out what it is. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and let's sing together soon. As soon yes, as we can. I'd love definitely. that. Love that. Thank you, Sam. You've been Thanks. a joy. Well, that is it for another episode. Oh, I'd love to go and check out Sam Bailey's pub. I mean, who wouldn't love to go and hang out in that pub? I mean, any pub right now would be wonderful, wouldn't it? But we're not there, guys. We're not, we're not far off. We're soon going to be there having a little drink outside in the pub. I cannot wait. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a wonderful Easter. And I just want to say a huge thank you to my producer, Martin, at Peroxide Media. And, of course, the gorgeous Sam Bailey. Thanks for coming on the show, Sam. It was a joy to talk to you. And you, the listeners. Thank you so much for being here. We just love you guys hanging out with us. If you haven't checked out the rest of the season or the or the previous seasons one and two, please do hit subscribe and leave us a little message, a review, a couple of stars, five if you like. Uh, we love hearing what you have to say. It is just lovely to hear your comments and know what you're liking and who you're, the chats that you're enjoying to listening to. Also, massive thank you to our gorgeous sponsors at London. Thank you guys for being with us this season. It's lovely to have you. So have a wonderful weekend, you guys. Eat some more Easter eggs. Why not? And I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Once again, a huge thank you to my sponsors, Act London. Thanks for coming on board, guys. It's really great to have you with us. It really does work, I promise you. I get up in the morning, I put it on, it smells gorgeous. I'm loving the orange scent at the moment, and it really does work. I'm running around, I'm exercising. My kids, you know, they really do wear me out, and this stuff really does work, I promise you. And don't forget to use my exclusive discount code for 20% off at the checkout. Keep Keep calm 20 at actlondon.com. That's A-K-T London.com. Oh, yeah.